This is the Pubcast. I'm John Loomer, and today we're going to talk about sprinkling. This is an unfinished Facebook ad strategy that I'm excited about. I want to talk it through with you. So pop a bottle. Let's do it. So before we get to it today, you know the routine. It's a full-on podcast show. That means we actually have a drink. And if you listen to enough episodes by now, you know I have a favorite, and it's Guinness. And I'm working the Guinness today. So cheers to you. All right, so I've been working on something the past few weeks that really has me excited. And if you know anything about me, you know that I love experimenting. I love solving problems. I love trying to do things in creative ways. And sometimes the stuff I do doesn't really work. Sometimes it does. Um, But I love just the process of getting there. So what I'm going to tell you about today isn't yet a finished strategy. So I'm not saying go do this right now. It's it's awesome. It's going to give you these great results. I'm never going to guarantee that anyway. But I'm hoping that you can talk this through with me, think through some things that maybe I'm not thinking about, um, because I know there's some holes here as well. It's not working exactly as I want it to yet. And look, it may never work the way I need it to in order for it to be profitable. But there's really every reason to believe it can be done. I have a very specific goal and need, and I can see how this would play out. And I'm refining it, I'm polishing it, I'm adjusting it on a regular basis. (laughs) I just need it to be profitable. That's all I need. So let me explain, but let's get a drink first. Bottoms up. So really first, where I wanna start is, um, there is inspiration behind, you know, why, what is the need for this in the first place? I mean, first of all, there was the, you may be familiar with that uh, experiment I ran trying to reach all of my Facebook followers in 90 days. And that's actually about to wrap up end of today. Um, And I learned some things about that as I was doing it. But also just realizing some things that I don't currently do with ads. I don't think really most people do with ads. I don't want to say anyone, but most people do with ads that could be really useful. And one of my biggest frustrations with Facebook ads, and I think it was last week's episode, I went over this, drives me crazy, is empty clicks. So those too good to be true results for that top of the funnel actions. But the problem is that especially, and this is, uh, I did a shot on this as well, but those top of the funnel actions are really important. But of course, only if they're from quality people. Because those, when I talk about top of the funnel, I'm talking about you know, people going to my website you know, and reading stuff. This is what feeds my funnel. So the more quality people who come to my website to read my content, listen to podcasts, the more people who will register for things who are free, and then the more people who are, will ultimately buy from me. That's, that's the way it works. So while I want to attract quality people, 
I also know Facebook has a huge flaw in that area when it comes to sending people just to my website to read something that are actually quality and may lead you something later. I also want to keep quality people engaged. So I already know there are quality people in my audience, right? Well, how, how do I, and this is how I know that some of Facebook optimization doesn't work because I'm able to define what a quality website visitor looks like. So to me, a quality website visitor is somebody who, you know, maybe not today, but eventually will buy, will register for something. Maybe they perform a search. Like there's a bunch of stuff. Like you don't even have to whip out your credit card or sign up for a free thing, provide your email address. You, you show interest by running a search on my site. Or maybe you just spend a ton of time on my website. You scroll through a blog post. I think a big one we often miss, you view multiple pages during a session. So just that one page wasn't enough. Got you, got your interest, got your, your interest, and you poked around to something else as well. And I think really one of the most important ones, you come back later as well. That's one I haven't quite been able to isolate, by the way, like how, how we get that with an event. So I know how valuable these people are. They're quality. And I want to reach them to do just about everything. I want to reach them when I've got a new blog post because they're going to be most likely to be interested. I want to reach them to promote my latest podcast. I want to reach them to promote my latest opt-in. I want to reach them to promote one-on-ones and my private PHC membership. The problem, of course, you probably get it and you probably run into it, is that if those are the same people I'm targeting for all of that stuff, I'm just going to pummel them with ads, right? If that's my target audience for all those things, because it's not going to be a huge audience too. And I don't want them seeing multiple ads from me every day forever, because then they're eventually going to get annoyed and they're not going to be a quality visitor anymore. And I don't want them seeing the same ads all the time either. So what's the solution? I want to sprinkle them with ads. Has that been trademarked? Do I need to trademark that? It's my new strategy. It's not even a finished polish strategy yet. I don't know if it works. We're trying it though. I want to sprinkle blog posts here and there. Not every day, here and there. I want to sprinkle podcast episodes here and there. I want to remind you about my opt-ins and products very occasionally. I don't really care if you see or click every ad. There are no timelines. There is no sense of urgency. All right. So I think most campaigns have this tight timeline on it. We've got this launch date. We've got this event. I'm going to be running this, this ad for the next two weeks promoting this thing. And instead of a sprinkle... It's more of a flood, right? You get flooded with these ads and part of it like, hey, some frequency is good in some cases. But I'm looking at this as a long-term approach of how I want to reach the highest quality people in my audience. So let's break this down into parts, but you guessed it. I need a drink. Cheers. So the first step here, we need to define our goals. Um, 
I think a lot of times we get ahead of ourselves with what's the group of people we're targeting and, um, you know, what, what, what kind of um, optimization, all this stuff. Like, what is it we're actually trying to accomplish? And for me, it's really pretty simple uh, since it's my funnel. And I want to increase traffic to my blog. I want to increase listens to my podcast. I want to build my email list. I want to sell stuff, right? So four simple things I want to accomplish. Now, the second thing, second step would be defining our method. So, you know, I thought about putting other things step two, but I think, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We start talking about how we're targeting and things like that. I think our method is important. This is step two because we need to solve some of the problems I've already mentioned before. And once we determine our method, that might also, that might also help us refine who it is we're targeting or whom it is we're targeting. All right. So I want to reach a quality audience, but I don't want to annoy these people with ads. And that's going to be an issue with a lot of the options we have at our disposal. I want to potentially reach some of the same people, right, to satisfy each goal. So there's going, it doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to target the exact same audience in each campaign, each ad set, but absolutely there will be some overlap. So the question becomes, how do we control how often we're reaching these people? Because again, we don't, we don't want this to be a flood. We want it to be a sprinkle. How do we show a variety of ads to people? So particularly related to blog posts and podcast episodes. Again, there's no timeline here. I don't need you to see one particular ad or blog post or or podcast episode. And I also need to pick something where Facebook doesn't pick a couple of winning blog posts and just shows those over and over and over and over. That's not what I want. I want to sprinkle this stuff. Bunch of variety. So if you're following along, you probably already know where I'm going. The most obvious solution that I know, it, it, I, I, I never shut up about it, is reach optimization. You know I use reach a lot, maybe too much. The argument can be made. But it absolutely could solve many of the problems we're listing here. The only problem it doesn't solve is you know, helping me optimize to find the right people while also doing these other things. It's unfortunately, you can't have both, right? So with reach, I can technically target the same or similar or overlapping audiences in each ad set. But I could also apply a frequency cap of, say, one impression every seven days. And that way, I won't annoy you with any one ad. It will be, you know what I'm going to say, sprinkled to you. Also solves the problem of variety. Right? So if I optimize for engagement or landing page views or clicks or conversions, Facebook's going to pick a winner, right? And they're going to focus delivery on one or two ads more than likely. But let's think about that. I could create a campaign for blog posts with a single ad set. And under that ad set include up to, guess what? I found this limit uh, because of doing this kind of stuff. Up to 50 ads within an ad set promoting different blog posts. And Facebook, then when we use reach, will not be motivated to show one ad over another one. 
they're going to be distributed pretty equally. I've seen it done. So as a result, if we're using frequency capping, like one impression every seven days, um, and you've got like 50 different ads you might see within this ad set, it's really unlikely that you're going to see the same ad twice, or at least often. All right? Sound good? Let's get to step three here in a second. Cheers. So next up, let's define our audiences. So this is step three. Now, be very clear. I'm still fine-tuning this one, and I'm pulling from a pool of different people. Now, as we've discussed, we're going to use reach. So as a result, it is now ultra important that these audiences are of the highest quality. So if we didn't choose reach, we could be a little bit more um, liberal in terms of who, which, which people we're targeting. We could open it up a little bit. But we're using reach. So Facebook's not going to be optimizing for an action. So I basically need to give Facebook the people who will act. So I'm the one who's actually doing the optimizing, or the optimization, not Facebook. So following are the audiences that I've been experimenting with for this test. I think it's useful to lay this out to kind of give you an idea of some of the audiences that I created, create and what I see is valuable and really how I do it. I'm not going to go through all the details and how, but give you a little taste here. So one is really easy that anyone can do that Facebook makes available is people who spent the most time on my website. So you can break it down into the top 5%, 10%, 25%. I've, ex I've been experimenting with all those for, for different goals here um, with this experiment. Another one would be people who scrolled and spent at least sec 60 seconds on a blog post. So, you know, I, I've mentioned before that scroll depth and time on, my, on a single page are custom pixel events that I've created. And by themselves, I've found that they don't always tell the whole story. But if you combine them, um, I think that gives you a lot better idea of at least a quality visit. And then you got people who viewed at least two pages during a session, I think that's much, much less likely to be like an accidental click or bots and stuff like that. It's like if you've got someone who actually read and then clicked on something while they were there, valuable. And that's also a custom pixel event for two page views per session. People who have recently clicked on a link in one of my emails. So this is something new that I've been doing over the last few months. Um, using So I use Infusionsoft. And, when I, and every time I publish a new blog post, I write an email to my newsletter, people who subscribe to my newsletter, you know, telling about this, this latest thing that I'm writing about and a little bit of background on it. And if they click on it, I add a tag. And it's a tag to add them to this campaign, uh, to, uh, this active clicks campaign. It's completely invisible to the user. Um, and it's, there's a timer on it. So basically, it's just, it's just going to add this additional tag to them uh, called active clicks. And 30 days later, if they don't click on anything else, it's going to come off. So that gives me, that gives me an audience then that I can target who are actively clicking on links in my in my emails. And also, obviously, you know, people have registered for stuff, for free stuff for me in the past. People have subscribed to my newsletter. Although that one, I, I'm, 
Haven't had early success with that one, unfortunately, promoting blog posts, but we'll see. People have bought something from me before, obviously. People based on podcast listening. This one's been a little bit more of a struggle because I haven't been heavy into building audiences based on po- my podcast in the in the past. Uh, but like another one, Infusionsoft related, people who click links to my podcast episodes and emails. Also, website custom audience, people who visited uh, the pubcast pages on my website. Of course, that's new, so there's not going to be a ton of those. And a brand new pixel event that's been added to my website is people who have started a podcast player on my site. So you'll see a, a player above a lot of blog posts. You start that player, it triggers an event that, that you did that. So I can target those people. So those are the audiences. I feel really good about these audiences. Like the only thing I can think of that I could add to it that I haven't figured out how to is returning visitors, people who have come back days later and not in a different session. But I mean, I feel pretty good about what we've got there as a foundation. Really, the only questions are going to be about two main things. So first of all, what what time period of activity should it be based on? So obviously, 180 days will provide a bigger audience than 30 days, and 30 days will provide more recency and relevance. Um, and I started with 180 days, and I, I don't know if that has anything to do with some of the results I was seeing on the blog post side of it, but I have shortened that one up. Uh, to 30 days, hoping that one helps. But that the, that then impacts the audience sizes, which can impact frequency capping and impact, uh, not necessarily frequency, but the CPMs especially. And somewhat related, it's like, okay, well, also what countries should I target? I mean, we all know about the issues with targeting certain countries, but at a certain point, I don't really care. Like if you're someone who spends the most time on my website, it doesn't really matter to me where you're from. Um, the, the issue becomes, um, if we if we have a bigger audience, we may want to be careful about being, we might want to be more selective because um, if we go worldwide on a larger audience, we're, we're, we're not going to reach a high percentage of that audience every day. And we're using frequency capping and whatnot. Facebook's always going to favor the cheapest impressions. So, we got to think about the audience size there as well. So you may want to pick a handful of countries for larger audiences in that case, and that's that's what I've been doing. Um, so that's the way. That's, those are just some things to think about there regarding the audiences. All right, I need another beer or drink my beer. Then we'll get to step four. Cheers. All right, now step four is let's define our structure and really how this works ultimately. Because I, I think you have a general idea of the problem. Uh, the method I'm going to use, the you know the goals, the audiences, but how exactly is this going to come together? Um, and so you shouldn't be surprised. There'll be four campaigns, four main campaigns. There's actually gonna be a fifth, but I'm not going to get into a lot of detail on that one. But it, blog post promotion is one, podcast promotion is another. It's podcast episode promotion, opt-in promotion, like three different opt-ins I have. I have another one to sell stuff um, related to Power Hitters Club Elite, my exclusive membership, and one-on-ones um, that I sell. There's actually a fifth that's not really sprinkling, though, that is retargeting those who clicked the ads related to 
Power Hitters Club Elite and one-on-ones. And it's a completely different thing. So I'm not going to get into all that. So really four, those four main things. All will use reach optimization, at least for now. All right. Um, we'll see how this goes. My one strong struggle has been the top of the funnel. You know, the blog posts, the the podcast episodes. We'll talk more about that later. Um, but frequency capping. So one reason we're using reach is because of frequency capping. That that's what makes sprinkling possible ultimately. So I do it a little bit differently depending on whether we're talking about blog posts and podcasts episodes or opt-ins and products. So when I'm promoting blog posts and podcasts, you can, you can see one impression every seven days. Okay. So you may see an ad for one blog post today. You're not going to see another one for up to seven more days and or it could be seven, more than seven days. And then it's going to be a different blog post, probably in all likelihood. Same thing with podcast episodes, opt-ins and products. We're breaking it up a lot more. It's going to be 14 days. And then there's placements, all right? So um, this I've gone back and forth with as well because uh, this is also kind of challenging my old, my old approach and just thoughts, right? So normally when I've used Reach in the past, I've only used Newsfeed because I'm like, oh, I got to make sure you see this thing. I don't care as much whether you see every – this sprinkling should apply to placements as well, right? If it's cheaper to reach you in one placement – then I'm going to reach you in that placement, and then maybe I, you won't see anything again for seven days. So I'm at least going out with all placements for blog posts and podcast episodes. Um, but when we go talking about opt-ins and products, I'm going newsfeed only, at least for now. We'll see how that goes, and if, hopefully it doesn't get too expensive. Then in terms of ad counts, I think you might have already gotten a sense of where I'm going here. But blog posts, podcast episodes, each of those ad sets – we're gonna are gonna eventually have up to 50 ads in each one. So that's gonna be what provides that variety. That one day you might see one blog post, seven days later you might see a different one. One day you might see one podcast episode, and seven days later you might see a different one. That's where the variety of the sprinkling comes in. When it comes to opt-ins and products, we're talking more of like a handful of each. I don't I mean I've come up with different methods and formats and stuff. I'm not going to do the 50 ads. Uh, it's, it's more about promoting each of those different ways to opt in with me and each of those products. Hold up. Real quick. Sorry, are you need a little bit of help with your Facebook advertising. You can actually sign up for a one-on-one with me. So our session will be 45 minutes long, conducted over Zoom. We can share screens. You'll let me know prior to our session what it is that you're doing right now, what you need help with. And I'll give you recommendations for strategies and ideas to do things differently. So this is really best for advertisers who are spending at least a few thousand dollars per month, where even the smallest changes can make a big impact. So go to johnloomer.com help to book your session. And PHC Elite members get a big discount. So the result of setting it up this way, if, if you're following here, is that ads will be sprinkled. That's the magic word today. Ah. So you may see an ad for a blog post today, or you may not even see it. I don't care. <laughs> That's kind of the whole point of this. It's sprinkled over time. You, you, could, you could, you may not. You won't see another ad for a blog post for seven more days. And the next time will probably be a different blog post. Same goes for podcast episodes. 
you may see a podcast episode and a blog post on the same day. One out of seven chance, I guess. But in each case, you're not going to be pushed. There's no sense of urgency, right? You're, you're going to see variety. You may, th- this method, may, there might be some mutual benefit here. It may actually be a value to you. I'm not just push, pushing my um, most viral blog post to make sure that you see it and showing it to you 20 times to make sure you see it to drive traffic to it. I'm giving you a variety of stuff that you can decide what you like. Of course, that may lead to cost issues, but we'll see. And you may see it an ad for one of my opt-ins today, but you won't see it more than once. Probably, hopefully. I mean, there is there are some imperfections, by the way, of frequency capping, but that's just for another day. Uh, but it's going to be a couple of weeks. We're going to try it a couple of weeks before you see another ad uh, regarding one of the opt-ins. Same goes for my products. So that's how it's going to work. Let's talk about potential issues with it, though. I'm going to have some, some more beer here. Glug, glug, glug. So one of the biggest questions I have, because uh, I've seen Reach work over the years for very small, hot, 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 hot audiences. So like you, Abandoned Cart is the classic case. And I found it works really, really well uh, for those cases. So I have no doubt, and I've seen early results that it's going to be at least fine for the opt-ins and it should be really good for the purchases for the products. The question um, where I'm not sure about if it's going to work for the blog posts and podcast episodes. Now, like an hour before I started recording this, I refined my targeting again, uh, at least for the blog posts. So we'll see. But I'm going, I've tried like seven different things so far and, and some of them have worked better than others unexpectedly. But so it puts a huge amount of pressure ultimately on me is to, so I can't really complain that Facebook's optimization sucks, right? So I need to be the one optimizing. I need to give Facebook the audience that is most likely to act. But so far, the results haven't been very good in the blog post area, blog post and podcast. The podcast is probably the biggest challenge because I just don't have a built-in podcast audience um, in terms of targeting, remarketing. But I'm actively tweaking on all of this stuff. You know, someone brought this up the other day. I think it was Luke, actually. May it make sense to use brand awareness instead? Um, this doesn't solve some of the problems, but it would eliminate the frequency capping. That's that's kind of one of the biggest issues I have with using brand awareness. But it still would allow me to show a variety of ads since Facebook's less likely to find a winner, that they're or less likely to try to find a winner. And one of the reasons why it got my attention a little bit more is I just kind of experimented with setting up a brand awareness ad set. And based on that setup preview, brand Facebook was projecting a far lower cost to reach people with brand awareness as opposed to reach, which honestly surprised me. So it basically made it seem like I was going to reach way more people that way with brand awareness. So unfortunately, that one that kind of eliminates some of the sprinkling in terms of I don't want to bombard you with ads and you might end up getting more bombarded. I don't know. 
<laughs> that's something definitely that's, that's definitely something to try though. Um, and really, you know, maybe I'll I'll need to do something else ultimately for the top of the funnel. And maybe I'd just have to abandon reach. Maybe I'd have to abandon uh, even brand awareness. I'd really rather not optimize for landing page view or even a custom pixel event to drive that traffic. And, it, and the problem isn't worrying about quality. We've talked about quality being an issue with that stuff before. But I already know this audience that I'm targeting is quality. The problem is I love this concept of variety and limiting the impressions. And suddenly if we're optimizing for an action and Facebook's going to find the winner and all that kind of stuff, uh, it's no longer sprinkling, right? And I don't want to get married to that concept, but I love it. I really do. And the other question is about CPMs. So it's always just a really crazy balance when it comes to reach. When you use reach and frequency capping and it's the audience size. And the more you limit this stuff, the higher the costs can go up per impression. And I know it the potential is there. If I'm if I'm using frequency capping of one impression every seven days and one case or two cases, one impression every fourteen days and the other two, it may look good for the first few days and that it may just skyrocket from there. I, I just know. Um, and I got to watch it. So it's going to, it's something I'll take, I'll, I'll have a close eye on, but, um, those are really the biggest issues that I need to watch. Just, is it profitable? Is it work? Can I get enough actions? Uh, cause the concept of sprinkling itself is something I want to do, but it has to, has to, has to, and, uh, and what's f- interesting about all this though, is if it doesn't work, part of that falls on me. Like, that's why I'm not going to give up on um, trying something different to make this work because I, I'm, I'm going to keep tweaking those audiences and maybe I just need to find the right audience. And then the question is going to be, how do I find more people like that to feed into this? And that's going to be the biggest problem. All right. Uh, where, where's the bartender? We need to wrap this thing up. Last call. So bottom line, um, sprinkling. <laughs> far from a finished product right now. Um, it may not work. It isn't necessarily right for everyone because, look, e-com, pss, you, you may still use some, some of this stuff that I'm talking about for e-com, but abs- you have no reason to do it for the blog post, podcast, stuff like that. You're probably just about just the, the bottom of that funnel. But I really, really, if you haven't figured it out, want this to work. And I truly believe that there's potential because I think it's one of those things that can make a difference. I feel like it's one of those light bulb moments that if it works, um, it can help a lot of people. And more than anything, it's just been really fun doing this. I, I Man, I get so pumped over stuff like this, of solving problems and doing things creatively and maybe differently than I've ever done before, maybe hopefully different than anything you've ever heard anyone do before. It's just really fun trying to solve this puzzle and tweaking and seeing what happens. So let me know. What do you think about this concept of sprinkling? Do you think it's something that you can see yourself doing or you got clients or maybe just see how it works? Or do you 
Do you think there are ways that I can improve upon this that I'm missing? Let me know. Uh, there's a special way to let me know with a, a voice message, a voicemail. If you go to pubcast.johnloomer.com, this is there's a button on the right-hand side. It's normally used to send me an audio question that I can use on Pubcast for shots. I can answer questions. But you can also just send me a message there. Tell me what you think. Record. Have fun. All right? Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm having a lot of fun with this, and I hope you had fun listening. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.